Through their investment in the corn checkoff, Minnesota's corn growers are fueling research that builds a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. Each month, we will be speaking with the researchers who are leading the projects helping farmers become better stewards of the land and developing new markets that increase profitability. Today, we are talking with Will Northrup, Associate Professor at the University of Minnesota in Mechanical Engineering. Will, I want to talk about some research that you're working on. It has to do with transportation, and uh, there's a lot of attention being given to electric vehicles. And I know I've talked to some folks in the renewable fuel sector that are are wondering, you know, what's the role of biofuels if we see um, electric cars, for example, really take off? And it's interesting with the research that you're doing, it's, it's kind of bringing the two together, if you will. So if you could start out with some background on on why you decided to go down this path and, and what you've discovered so far. Thanks. I direct the Thomas E. Murphy Engine Research Laboratory at University of Minnesota. So I'm the first one to be an advocate for internal combustion engines and alternative fuels like bioethanol and other things uh, that we've been working on. However, we, you know, we see the handwriting on the wall with regards to electrification in vehicles. And one of the biggest challenges right now for all battery electric vehicles is their reduced range, right, compared to engine-powered vehicles. So to bridge that gap, essentially, we see engines playing a role where they may not be directly powering the vehicle. That might be done by an electric motor, for example. But um, in in this case, uh, the idea is that we're using a smaller engine as what's called a range extender. And the range extender essentially does just that. It extends the range of the battery so that it can have greater freedom to do the same kinds of things that a purely engine-powered vehicle can do, yet has the same sort of capabilities to recharge and higher efficiencies like a battery electric vehicle. So it's kind of best of both worlds. Now, I see that you've kind of zeroed in on, on ethanol and, and higher blends of ethanol, for that matter, E85. Why do you see that as a natural fit to try to extend the the travel ability of the of the electric car well what we're doing is kind of unique we're looking at range extender engine range extender technology that uh that well first of all let me back up and say that the the engine in a range extender configuration isn't necessarily directly connected to the wheels so what that means is that it can charge the battery um, at whatever speed and load it wants to, right? So what we can do is it kind of opens up the flexibility of how we design an engine or how we operate an engine, and so that we can operate it at a restricted range or use some advanced combustion techniques that we haven't been able to use in the past when the engine has to say idle or accelerate quickly or that type of thing. So with a battery electric vehicle, it kind of opens up some doors. And uh, where we see ethanol playing a big role is in the particular type of system we're developing is to achieve a much higher efficiency with the engine by using ethanol or high blends of ethanol in what's called a thermochemical recuperation device. Now this device essentially takes the heat, waste heat from the exhaust, like like a turbocharger, for example, if you're familiar with diesel engines, and converts that fuel or converts that heat into um, an enhanced fuel. And it so happens that ethanol is a really good fuel for this type of system. It's, it's more ideal. It, it converts at higher um, rates and makes more of this sort of recuperated fuel um, for a given amount of exhaust heat than does, say, um, regular pump gasoline. So ethanol may actually enhance the ability of range-extending engines 
to achieve higher efficiencies than what could be achieved with uh, just uh, with pump gasoline like E10 or, or, or E0. What are the environmental implications here? Because at least at the onset, I would think that, that most people are, are going to be drawn towards electric vehicles because of the, the environmental aspect of it. And, and certainly to a large extent, a lot of folks see um, the environmental benefits of, of biofuels and then certainly uh, a typical cheaper price at the pump as, as being attractive too. And so when you look at this from an environmental perspective, Will, uh, what sticks out? Yeah, I mean, I think what sticks out is that if you have a plug-in uh, battery electric vehicle with a range extender, you can plug that vehicle into the to the wall if that makes sense to you and if that makes sense for the energy that the electricity is being sourced from, right, so that you can achieve higher, much, much, um, you can, you can more cheaply recharge your battery, for example, to get a certain amount of range, and then the range extender just adds the capability um, that your reduced battery size may not be able to achieve. Um, in certain types of vehicles especially. And then uh, added on to that, it's sort of like a double effect where we have the corn ethanol actually can, um, is more renewable than uh, straight gasoline and can actually improve when you need to use that range extender, can improve the the in environmental impact of, of, the, uh, of the engine operation as well. So we kind of see it as a double, as a double play. You know, we can, we, can, we can charge the vehicle when you need to, um, using grid electricity or renewable electricity from the grid. And then you can also uh, get better um, environmental, more environmental benefits by running the engine on ethanol. Now, I'm sure you can appreciate this, especially given the involvement of the Minnesota corn growers here, but uh, the, the ethanol boom uh, came at such a welcome time for corn growers and, and provided uh, another revenue stream and a, and a great source of demand. And you think about electric vehicles and, and how uh, potentially, that could displace the need for uh, biofuels and, and, and traditional fossil fuels, things like that. Now, to answer some of those longer-term questions and concerns, Will, what, what's the message? Well, I think to answer those concerns, I think we need to look at the long-term picture. Right now, battery electric vehicles only you know, play a very, very small portion of the overall population of vehicles that are being sold, you know, so 1%. Uh, range, and that that may grow in the future, but there's definitely opportunity for ethanol and for fuel and engines uh, going forward. I think in increasing the blend level, like what what we're trying to do with the range extender, is one key opportunity. So if you use less fuel, but if you have a higher blend level, you may be able to keep production levels exactly the same. Um, the other thing is that if we start looking at higher output engines say the diesel prices are extremely high still because diesel engines aren't going anywhere the opportunity to use ethanol and diesel engines is also still in play like I, I see that certainly uh, we, we may shift away from fossil fuels but we still could maintain uh, a healthy market for ethanol so to to summarize if you can because I know there's a lot involved in this research uh, the yeah. message to a, a Minnesota corn farmer about the work that you're doing, this research, and uh, really what the take-home message would be to them. As a researcher, I think my take-home message is that I think we need to keep on funding research to look at alternative uses of ethanol. Because as we go towards more of an electrification scheme, light-duty automotive may not be the highest market for ethanol. We need to be looking at other things. Um, and in, in new ways of using ethanol and displacing 
you know, are using it where, where it makes sense to be used, right? So in this range extender technology, in the diesel space. So I, I think as a message to core growers, I think we need to be uh, open-minded to think about, well, maybe the, 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 the market for ethanol isn't what it was in the past. It may not be what it is in the past. It may be something new going forward. Anything else about your research uh, that you want to make sure we talk about today? You know, University of Minnesota is still looking at uh, continuing our engine research capabilities and growing our research capabilities in internal combustion engines. We don't see them going away anytime soon, um, though we do see electrification as playing a, a, a new role. So I think as a, as a director of the Thomas E. Murphy Engine Research Laboratory, I really uh, look forward to continuing to do engine research uh, going forward and uh, just want to put that out there that we don't think engines are dead. To learn more about that project and more, visit mncorn.org.